This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning or good afternoon, ladies and gentle germs. It's the RR Show, the best show on the internet, coming at you with some glowing green nuclear revenge. So grab your tea, grab your popcorn, and come with me as we get into some juicy revenge stories. Let me start with a little background. Me, 28 male, and my wife, 26 female, Married three years ago and have been together for six years. When we met, I was already in my third year of college for a special branch of a very productive industry. Something like US Army, you go in a different country for a few months, do some really dangerous job, get paid a lot, come back for a few months, and so on. In the beginning, I was going for six, eight, or even ten months away in order to promote as fast as possible. Now, I win around four years of medium salary in my country in just three months. It's a hard job, but I love it. My wife's very supportive, but I always knew it was very hard for her to have this kind of lifestyle. I always tried to spoil her and compensate for my time spent away from her with tons of gifts and trips to exotic places. Two years ago, when I came home after an extended contract, I had to stay almost two months because all flights and borders got shut down during COVID, but got 20% extra salary during this time. She told me she can't take it anymore, she goes crazy alone at home and she has nothing to do. She lost her job during COVID and didn't want to work again after that, which I fully support her because I wanted her to be happy and money was not a problem. I was petrified and at first I believed she wanted to break up. Then she continued with, I love you so much and I want you to give me a baby so that I can take care of him and have a little bit of you when you're gone on contracts. After five months of hard work with no women in a 100k range, making a baby was done very fast and multiple times just to be sure, if you know what I'm talking about. I was nervous for the first month because we always feared we may not be able to make a baby. For the first four years, we didn't use any kind of protection except pull out and she never got pregnant. But after a few weeks, she wakes me up with a long kiss and a smile on her face, then shows me the test result. I was the happiest man alive. Everything changed. I was a man now. I was a father. I was on top of the world. I was going with her on every doctor's appointment, and when I was off on contracts, I was asking for ultrasounds instead of nudes. The birth had no complications, and everything went amazingly. One month later, I go on another contract to make some money that should cover every need for our little baby. Halfway during this contract, I receive a text from my wife, which shattered my life. The text was short and simple, 
and I would never forget the four words that sent me into the deepest depression I had ever had. I want a divorce. I didn't understand. I tried to call her to find out what happened, and nothing. After a few days of talking back and forth, she said, I want a divorce so I can marry with the love of my life. I was already preparing my suitcase because I'd made a request to my company to send me back as an emergency. When I got home, she and the baby were gone. Two weeks later, I was in court to settle the divorce. During this, I found out she had a lover for well over four years, and she plans to marry him as soon as the divorce is done. Now, the laws in my country are different, and I knew that my first priority should be a really good lawyer. My wife had a really shitty one, and she decided to speak by herself without the help of the lawyer most of the time. Her whole idea was, I am a woman, and he is never home. Well, even if the laws usually favor women in my country, cheating is considered to be a break of the wedding contract. And she wanted to take full custody of our children in order for me to pay child support. I was not letting this happen. I will speak with my lawyer and an accountant, it seems, that I only had to pay child support from my base salary. My danger bonus is not included in child support because it's for my life risk and mine alone. And because the company pays less taxes on the danger bonus, I have a lot of them and my base salary is around 10% of my income. When she found out that she would take almost nothing from child support, I gave her the option of me taking full custody of the child with a no-contact rule and I will never ask her for child support. She agreed in a second. Basically, she agreed to get out of our lives. We even updated the birth certificate of the child with me as the father and a blank space for the mother. She gave up any kind of claim on the baby. During the trial, her lover was asked to come as a witness. And the idiot agreed. Now this guy is basically the AliExpress version of Andrew Tate. An alpha man who treats women like shit. And this seems to turn her on. And he's got a pretty good income because he's got a small company. Less than half my salary, but he is always home and it's still a lot for our country. Now, during the trial, he said they'd been cheating behind my back for three years and that the baby is his and that she tricked me into making a baby in order for me to not find out about her cheating. He said all of this just to make me feel horrible, I guess, because this is actually kind of illegal. Something to do with alienation and love and some other law terms that my lawyer explained to me. He basically said I knew they were married, but I decided to ruin the marriage. Now, at this point, the child situation was already done and an agreement was signed. The judge asked my wife if it was true and she said yes and ordered a DNA test just to confirm. After the DNA test confirmed what they said, the judge said she will let me cancel the agreement and settle the situation again with my wife now that the child is not biologically mine. I said, no, your honor, this child is mine and I want to keep him. The judge was stunned for a minute, but then said, well, if the agreement is a valid contract and since you don't want to void it, then Mr. L, you are the father and no one can take that child away from you. In my country, it doesn't matter who the biological parents are. It matters who's the parent on the documents. And since he knew he is the father since the beginning, and did not come to the hospital to declare it, he automatically cancelled all his paternal claims. Sounds stupid, but it makes sense in order to protect the idea of a family, and if a man recognises a fatherless child at the hospital, 
He should not fear that the biological father will come back in order to protect the value of the family and encourage people to do a good thing and start a family and things like that. Now the divorce was over. I got my baby and my wife was out of my life. First thing I did was hire three babysitters to work eight hours a day so my child has 24-7 someone to stay with him. And I have time to prepare my revenge. I started two separate companies with the help of an online assistant from India. You can hire them kinda cheap and they do whatever you need online. This guy made two super professional companies, one in industrial credits, give money to business for a lower rate than banks, and the second one was a copycat of my ex's company, but this one was in the same city as his. Both were made just for one client, my ex-wife's lover. My assistant started sending tons of ads for my credit company to him. Emails targeted, Google, Facebook ads, etc. I was sure that he knows that if he needs money, this is the place he can take a lot with low rates. Next, I made lots of ads on the second company. But the company had only the machines and the rented space and only one worker, the cleaning lady. Every time someone calls for the company, they got immediately declined because we were overbooked. My ex's lover, let's call him D, was one of them. Multiple times, actually. And he goes mad every time he gets rejected because he sees how big the competition is. Now it was time to give him the bait. Because my company had some problems in the main country, I don't even know which country this company was registered, but they changed the management and wanted to make some fast profits, so the regional manager wanted to sell some of the equipment. When he heard this, he started calling and sending emails to buy them out. The response was something like, we're an international company, we can't sell the brand, but we can sell some equipment. It was illegal to sell the company without showing him the accountant's data, which was empty, but equipment I could sell with just a simple contract. He wanted the competition out of his city. He did not need the equipment. So, the manager made him a deal. If you buy our equipment for, say, three times the price, we can say in the contract that we will not make business again in this city. In just two hours, I received calls and emails to my first company for credit for that equipment. I knew he was out of money because he spent a lot on his future wedding with my ex-wife. I sent him a contract. Based on our evaluation, the equipment is not worth that much money, so he'll need to give us a guarantee, his company, and he's not allowed to sell any equipment or parts of his company until he pays everything back. And if he's behind in payments for six months straight, I get it all. Also in the contract, I stated that the credit company will buy that equipment directly. Basically, I just give myself my money. And I made sure every single word of the contract is legal and is a deal good enough for him to take. Later that same day, he sent me the signed contract. Now normally he should be able to pay for everything, even if the clients he hoped he'll get from this company leaving are not actually existent, he still should be able to pay or give me around 80% of the company income for the next five years. Fast forward a bit. In the day of the wedding, I go to give them an envelope. In my country, you give money in envelopes as a wedding gift. He starts to laugh and tells me to get out because I'm not invited and he doesn't need my money. I smiled and I told him to open it. He looks inside and it's telling him to come to court next week. He laughs and asks what this is. And I told him, see you in court. Enjoy your wedding night. Next week he came. 
I was suing him for child support. As I said, in my country, if you're aware that you have a child and refuse to go to the hospital to recognize him, you are no longer the father, but you are still forced to pay child support, and is actually an increased rate because you tried to dodge responsibility, like running from a car accident. He did not want to pay, so he tried to say that he wants the child or co-custody, that he is the biological and blood and blah 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 blah. This made me happy because I wanted to drag the trial out as much as possible to drain him of all his money. But I couldn't after the judge saw his declaration during the divorce trial. She ended the trial really fast and forced him to pay me 40% of his and his company's income from when the child was born until he finishes college or I get married. And guess who did not manage to pay? And guess who is the owner of his company? Now I don't work anymore, I just run his company and spend almost all of my time with my child. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Our next story in today is from Lucario Stormblade. With pervy ex-stepfather gets his just desserts, a nuclear revenge tale that took 15 years to pay off. Hey people, this nuclear revenge tale took 15 years to finally resolve and I couldn't be happier. First, some background is needed to get the setup. My ex-stepfather, I refuse to acknowledge that he married my mother and since my mother is deceased, I shouldn't have to anymore, is an awful man. My mother married him because she thought I needed a man in my life to help raise me. He was abusive verbally and was just a toxic person all around. Even when my mother and he divorced, he still insisted on trying to see me, 
and I had to be forced to go see him and his new wife every other weekend. When I moved away from the city he was in, due to me ending up in foster care, I didn't bother looking him up, nor trying to find out if he was even still alive. So when I moved back in 2008, I was kind of surprised to find out he was still alive. Sorry for this lead up, but this is where the foundation of this revenge takes place. When I moved back to the city, I had worked my ass off and bought my first car, a 1992 Buick Regal Custom. I loved that car, and I also loved helping people out, which was easier with a car. Well, my ex-stepdad knew about the car because he'd seen me driving around town, running errands for the local homeless shelter where I volunteered, taking guys to the doctor's office when they didn't want to wait for the bus, stuff like that and he was a resident at said shelter. Through my volunteer work at the shelter, I'd befriended a couple of young guys who had landed on hard times and were just working odd jobs to save up some money to move back to their hometown, the same town I'd moved back to the city from. After hearing about this and their plan to get a greyhound down there, I told them no, no, I'd actually drive them there for like 40 bucks in gas, saving them about 250 bucks. We made arrangements and set a date for their departure. When I pulled up to pick them up the next morning, I can tell the air was off, like something had happened. Yesterday, these two guys were eager to leave this city behind, and now they treated my car as if it had live vipers in the passenger seat. So I asked them what was up. They told me they didn't know about leaving the city with me, and I assured them it would be fine, not knowing what my ex-stepdad had done the night prior. After a little coaxing, and me mentioning that the Greyhound doesn't even run to where they were trying to go, they loaded up my trunk and off we went. I could feel the tension in the car, and it had become so thick that you could slice through it using a hydrojet. After crossing into the neighboring state, they asked me if I could just drop them off at a hotel, and they'd find other accommodations down to where they were going. I said I wouldn't mind, but wanted to know what brought on the sudden change of plans. After a tearful choking up in the back seat, they told me what had transpired the night before with my ex-stepdad. And I saw red. Ooh, I absolutely despise this man. I wanted to- no, I needed to hurt him. But how? After assuring the two boys that they were going to be fine, and that I wasn't about to put them through what he did, they finally allowed me to take them all the way to their town. I instructed them to file assault charges against him and to make sure they submit DNA samples to the police, and they assured me they would. On the way back, I plotted my revenge against him, and that's when it dawned on me. My ex-stepdad was a registered offender for some stupid night when he was 16. He told me before he was caught urinating on an elementary school swing set as a youth and had to register. That was the main reason I ended up in foster care to begin with, Something about child endangerment, bureaucratic bullshit. I also know he hadn't registered in our state for the last couple of years because, had he done it, he would have been kicked out of the shelter he was staying in, since they do a three times a day, seven days a week community outreach meal for not only the residents, but those who need a hot meal that day, which also includes children. So on the way back, I'd informed the office of the admissions staff that they had an offender in their shelter, and if they didn't get him out, I would report the shelter to the police. They had one of those safe spot stickers designating the shelter as a safe space for kids. 
Did I forget to mention that this shelter also ran a youth summer camp and had a youth correctional facility and the library right next to it? They took action almost immediately, but when they went to evict him, he was nowhere to be seen. He had taken off not to be seen again. Or so I thought. You see, when he vanished from the shelter that day, he thought the safest place to hide out was in his hometown, nine states away. A smarter person would have looked up what his registration entailed and would have known that fleeing across state lines without informing law enforcement is a felony. And it doesn't just stop at the state one left, but carries over to every state between point of origin and destination. So he racked up a total of nine felony charges against him for just that little jaunt. Fast forward about three months ago, I got a message from the two boys on Facebook asking me for my new number. I give it to them, and am almost immediately put in touch with a county sheriff who had a federal agent in his office asking if I knew where my ex-stepdad was. As I was telling both gentlemen that I didn't have a clue, my Facebook pinged. It was my ex-stepdad's wife telling me to give her husband a chance to reconcile. A quick look on her page reveals that they were together living in my hometown. And what's more, seriously, future Darwin Award winners here, they were living next door to the school he was caught urinating on all those years ago. I relayed that information to both gentlemen and asked them what charges they had on him. They said they had two counts of statutory on him, three counts of felony evasion. I mentioned his failure to register and the day he left my hometown, he had ran to his hometown nine states away. The county sheriff informed me that he was calling from that county and he wasn't aware of the failure to register charges but thanked me for informing him. Ladies and gentlemen, that dirtbag that nearly ruined my life, now trust with other people and my reputation in my hometown was finally getting what is owed to him. 25 to life for everything and isn't eligible for parole for another 17 years if he lives that long. He's better off rotting in the depths of Tartarus for the lives that he ruined. Well guys, thank you so much for being here with us on this episode. I hope you've enjoyed this one like all the others. Don't forget, if you want to check out our YouTube channel to tide you over until our next episode, go and check out therrshow.com where we have links to all of our stuff, including our Discord, etc. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being here, and I will see you in the next episode. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. 
In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.